1: Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for
0: details. We should read our Bibles as men digging for buried treasure.
3: And the Most High gave to the nations their inheritance, when He divided mankind, He fixed the borders of
0: peoples according to the number of the sons of God. In those days, and for some time after, giant Nephilites lived on the earth, for whenever the sons of God had intercourse with women, they gave birth to children who became the heroes and famous warriors of ancient times. Take no part in the fruitless deeds of darkness, but yet expose them.
1: Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around, these evenings will not touch you.
3: Life's a garden, man. You got to dig it. Hello fellow treasure hunters. Welcome to the excavation site. I'm Justin alongside me. We got Ben, Stephen and Chad we will be your guides on this excursion. Hope you brought your shovel and your compass, cuz we got the map. Let's dig. Hello everybody. Welcome to the dig. Yeah, uh, we're just a group of guys, four guys from East Tennessee. Uh, this started off as a, a small group, but uh, God has decided to grow this onto a podcast. I hope you guys uh, tune in and uh, enjoy the kind of the content that we're going to put forward. Uh, but basically, we we were just men that uh, just wasn't getting fed in church. You know, it was it was tired of the milk and we was, was just ready for some meat. Uh, a lot of the stuff that we talk about, it's not detrimental to your faith. This is for uh, the Christian that wants to dig deeper into God's word. You know, Matthew 7, 7 through 8 says that, Seeking ye shall find, knocking the door shall be opened. So uh, if you're going to follow us on this journey, uh, you should get to know the host a little bit. My name's Justin. I'm here with uh, Stephen, Chad, and Ben. And uh, we're just going to let you guys know a little bit about us.
0: Well, my name's Steve, and um, I... uh wasn't always on that godly path which I know most most people have their their little blips along the way but for me when I was a kid I did a lot of really stupid things really bad things um hurt a lot of people around me uh mostly my family and uh it took uh, kind of a crazy experience to get me back on the path um when I was in high school uh I went I Went to a, a Lutheran high school, but because my dad taught there, and um, they would do mission trips every couple um, every couple years, they do a mission trip, and uh, I had no interest in that. I didn't want anything to do with God. I didn't want anything to do with anybody. Um, but my dad forced me to sign up for one of these mission trips, and uh, I knew they wouldn't pick me because I was. Um, yeah, exactly. Because I was, was the uh, black sheep. <laughs> I was the black sheep, exactly. So they made you go to an interview process for this. And uh, I go in there, and there's a, the pastor that is teaches, like, our religion classes at school and everything like that. And he um, looks me in the eye. I walk in there, and my interview process was this. He says, I don't like you. <laughs> I don't want you to go on this trip. But we need more guys, so you're going. I looked at him and said, excuse me? <laughs> he said, you're going. I, I didn't know what to say, it kind of left there, and um, they announced it. We had chapel every every day after, I think it was third period, and uh, he announced everybody who was going, and when they said my name, I think about, oh, 100 people turned, looked at me with their jaws dropped, like, what the heck is this dude doing on a mission trip? It was kind of funny. Uh, well, at the time, I didn't really think it was that funny. But anyway, we anyway, we had to go through all this little trainings and things like that. They taught us some, uh, Cantonese, some Mandarin phrases, stuff like this to get ready to go on this mission trip. Um, we finally, and I'm just finally kind of get settled into it. The people that were going weren't my normal friends. They were really nice people. I got to know them well. I never would have known them otherwise really, but, um, got to go on this mission trip and, um, finally said, you know what, it'll be cool because at least I'll get to see someplace I'd never go otherwise. I'm gonna get to see Hong Kong, I'm gonna get to see China, that's pretty cool. So, we uh, get on a flight, go over to China, which, um, pretty crazy. Um, you know, we land, uh, we go through this whole period of time where we go and uh, stay at this, it's like kind of like a YMCA type place over there. Um, I guess probably they put church groups up or something like this because it was, it was it wasn't it wasn't a very nice uh, <laughs> place. I mean, they had a fan and you had a bed, and over there the humidity is about one hundred and ten every day, so you woke up in a pile of your own sweat, and it's just what it was. I know you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. But uh, we got over there. Um, they teamed us up with a group of uh, Chinese kids that were about our age. Um, and these kids just wanted to know so much about God. They just asked you questions and questions about Jesus, about God, who he is, what, you know. And, and I'm spitting out Bible stories, stuff I learned in Sunday school. I had no, there was no fire behind it. There was no, in you know, they just asked. I'm there. like, that was, yeah, I was, I was along for the ride. They're asking me a question. I tell them, well, it's what I learned in Sunday school. That was this, you know what I mean? So, they just were enthralled with it though. Just loved it, they just, their hunger was amazing to, to hear the truth, which was pretty amazing. I mean, it's just, it's it just really cool. But they teamed me up with about, I had four guys with me, and one of them I got pretty close to throughout the period of time I was there, you know, he kinda became my buddy. I mean, they were all really good guys, and you were with them the time, you for about half the time we were there, we were with these kids. And, um they end up having to leave about halfway through because they have to go and study for a test that they have to take, and this test that they take uh, determines what they're going to do for the rest of their life. I mean, that one test—if you're a bad test taker, uh, screwed. Y- yeah, you're—you're you're not going to have a very good job. You're—you're, you're, you know, walking behind the horses, cleaning up the crap. You know, what I mean, that's what—that's your job. So. Um, it's just crazy that a test can determine whether you're that or a astrophysicist or something it's just the difference right there um so we go through that time those kids leave they go back we go into china for a few days um kind of really pretty amazing experience some of the things we saw and and how poor and people who think they're poor here have no idea what poor is
3: and it's dangerous to evangelize over there they'll put you in prison you it, know.
0: it it where we were we were kind of i mean we were safe but we were actually in that um industrial southern china area uh, i think it was it canton depending if it's mandarin or cantonese i think it's canton and or it's like Guangzhou, or i i, I know i'm butchering that but it's something along those lines and um there was, it, the drugs were crazy. I remember walking down the street a, in China and you look in the gutters to the left and to the right of you and it's just stacked with heroin needles. Just stacked. You could, I mean, you, you better not walk in flip-flops. That's all I'm saying. It was all over the roofs of the houses. There was just nothing but heroin needles. Just drugs were, I mean, I've never seen it. When you talk about like three inches deep on either side of the road, the gutters, they don't clean the roads. They don't clean anything. It smells like urine everywhere. It was bad. I, I, was, I felt so bad for some of those people. But they were so grateful because we went and we gave them, um, we cooked up a bunch of meals and gave them out to them, whatever. It was really cool. It was a really enriching experience. But we came back to the place that we were in Hong Kong originally, and we had these kids come back with us. And um, one of the kids, the kid I had gotten closest to, wasn't able to show up. And uh, he sent a note back uh, with one of these other kids to give to me and the reason he couldn't show up is because he was studying for that test you know that a lot of these other kids had to take at the same time and he sent a note and he actually put a little because I went over there and I was gonna their flea markets and their little this stuff is so cheap over there you know the, the price the the in Hong Kong it was uh, 25 cents of ours was two dollars so you go to these little markets. You could, I mean, the stuff you could buy was unbelievable. So I was gonna buy myself a pocket knife, like a little, you know, Swiss Army knife that I really wanted. And he had bought me one of those, wrapped it up in this little note and hand this note to me. And I, and, and this other kid hands this note to me because he couldn't come and open this up and look inside. And uh, he, on that note, he would written. Um, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit. I don't have it right in front of me, but he said, you know, thank you so much for coming. I, it means so much, you know, that you guys would take your time to do this. And he goes, because of you, I know I'm going to heaven. And that hit me so hard. Wow. In a way mm. that I can't even put into words. Wow. And it's like, it, you know, some people talk about having an aha moment or, a, you know, some people are, it is it, literally like getting struck by lightning. And it changed everything instantly. And when I got home, and I had been, like I said, prior to leaving, I had been just a terrible kid. A terrible kid. And uh, my mom basically saw me and was just like, whoa, something's different. She just knew instantly. happened over there. Yeah, she just knew (laughs) something (laughs) happened instantly. But that was truly the moment that that, uh, everything turned around for me. But in the end, um, here we are. Amen and i'll pass this on to chad oh yeah well absolutely man
2: thank you for sharing that steve that was a wonderful story love to know that about you uh we all got a story and uh god's got a plan for all of us that's for sure and mine's kind of similar to yours you know i didn't always believe in god and uh well uh my parents they didn't take us to church and stuff as as kids and I didn't have a big influence as far as that go, but they had the Ten Commandments on the wall. They had the uh, they had the Holy Bible on the uh, on the coffee table there that always sat there. Mom still does, you know. But uh, I just wasn't in church, and um, I just didn't have that influence. <coughs> and uh, just growing up, you know, I made a lot of decisions. I rebelled to my family. You know, mom and dad always telling me to do right, and I would do wrong, right that's what we do they've been rebelling since the beginning is that correct (laughs) but uh you know I grew up and uh made a lot of bad choices and had to go through a lot of hard things and um you know there I was in all my arrogance uh I didn't believe in God you know made a lot of bad choices got on drugs and uh went that route for 13 years of my life and um I destroyed my family destroyed everything that loved me and uh I ended up getting to a position to where, um, everything I loved and held dear to my heart, you know, was tucked away from me. Had to go to prison a couple of different occasions. And, uh, you now the last time that I went to prison, I, uh, was gone for two years and, uh, I did a lot of soul searching throughout that time. And I had to come up with a better plan because <laughs> obviously the plan I had, it wasn't working very good. And, um, you know, so I got out of prison and, um, uh, you know, I wanted to be there for my kids. I wanted to be there for my family. I wanted to redeem myself. I wanted to become a better person. But in the same breath, there I was in all my arrogance. I didn't believe in God. You know, I was a science guy. You know, Big Bang, evolution, heliocentric solar system, and everything that this world told me. Uh, it kind of discredited the word of God. And kind of, you know, there wasn't no God. You know. Uh, the wisdom of this world led me to believe that uh, it was foolish to think of a God, and I looked at a lot of Christians and people that was involved in religion as if they were primitive. And cave in a people. sense, yeah, cave people. And I guess in a sense, I had all the answers, right? Um, this is what it led me to be. The sciences, and obviously my uh, my own bitterness of neglecting my own responsibilities. But the more I started to uh, Pick up those responsibilities as far as being a good dad and doing the right thing, and um, started exercising and stuff a lot when I was in prison before getting out, and that played a key role in when I did get out. Uh, you know, working on myself in that manner and disciplined myself in that manner, and uh, with the exercise, with the foods, and uh, the more I kept working on myself and adding value to myself and my being the more my worth started to go up and the more my values and my principles came aligned with <laughs> with God, with Jesus Christ. And uh, whew, wow, what he's did in my life and uh, since then and to now in this present moment, it's unbelievable. Uh, he's moved a lot of mountains in my life. And uh, here we are now, all those years later, I've been out nearly 10 years now and oh, shoot, he did a lot of my life, and he he's uh, moved a lot of mountains. And um, I got a wonderful family. I got a, a amazing business. I'm able to online fitness business that I pretty much ran out of our house. Me and my better half. I met a wonderful woman. Ah man. And when I met Lacey, that's what uh, really started to bring me a lot. To, Closer to God. That was the key that was the key factor usually that, is. as a woman. Yep. That was yep. it. Yeah. You You're know, gonna that,
0: show me up here because I didn't mention Liz uh, initially. <laughs> yeah. uh, Go ahead and do that. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: but uh, you know, uh, there I was in all my arrogance and stuff, you know, getting out. Uh, but I met Lacey, and, um, you know, still at the time I was a non-believer because I was such a smart guy, you know. <laughs> Following what the sciences and the wisdom of this world told me. And uh, the longer we were together, the more my values increased, the more my principles increased, and the more I come in line with uh, with Christ. And, uh, and, you know, I wanted to... Uh, make sure that you know my kids and her kids i got two beautiful daughters they're not mine but i love them like my own and i wanted to make sure that they had a better life and uh, you know uh, next thing you know we're in church uh, we never miss a sunday and uh, we're, we're very involved with that right there and um, you know i've made a lot of changes in my life here we are i got a business you know online fitness business that turned into working with people all over the world we got people and all over the place man and, you know, Texas and Hawaii and South Korea and uh, you know Mississippi and, and Minnesota and Michigan and all these different places man I've met so many people and uh, man the influence that we got over all these different people is just unbelievable but um, that turned into uh, now we got our own gym and uh, we've been blessed to be able to, uh, to do that and now we're getting ready to have our own own meal prep company and things is about to blow up on that end of things. And uh, God's been so good to me. And uh, all this stuff I've been able to do and the person I've been able to become, I wouldn't have been able to do that without God, without humbling myself. And, uh, you know, even before uh, that I believed in God, I, I, I looked at things as if uh, I was a spiritual guy. Is that right, J.B.? Oh, yeah. I was very blessed to have a great friend of mine, Justin. He uh <laughs> we've been we've been friends a long time and uh you know, even when I didn't believe, you know, he was praying for me. And uh very grateful to have a friend like that and uh you know, throughout the time of going to church and finding out more about myself and finding God and learning about God, uh JB's been one that I've really been able to go to. We've uh as the as the scripture goes iron sharpens iron and uh, you know along that way um, coming to that church finally I've been able to meet some other great guys um, Ben been great friend of mine very blessed to have been in my life and Steve as well you know we've all been able to, to kind of get together and uh here we are now after all these years you know. crazy how God works ain't it? oh, man it's brings unbelievable. everything Just, full
0: circle yeah
2: brings it full circle yep. man i mean it, it, it's just unbelievable how he's worked in my life and how he's working in our lives together right now here we are you know we've bounced a, a lot of these ideas off each other and stuff as far as the bible goes the world we live and uh you know god's just really brought us all together and uh and, you know it started out as a little closed facebook group that morphed into here we are doing a podcast you know and uh you know god's got a plan for us and uh he's definitely got a message that he wants us to convey and um you know i think as long as we keep him as the centerpiece of this operation uh we're going to be able to touch a lot of people and open up a lot of eyes to a lot of things that this world and the wisdom of it you know just doesn't tell you and uh, we're very blessed to be able to do that and i look forward to um This thing growing I look forward to This thing growing And us growing Yes Digging Yeah And and, and then not only this uh, This podcast growing But us growing together As men You know In the world we're living Right now I think that uh, It's definitely Going to be a message That that everybody needs to hear And uh, once again Like JB said It's not detrimental To your faith A lot of this stuff But uh, it is given unto you To know the mysteries Of the kingdom of heaven And uh, I take that pretty serious uh, for one it comes from the, the man himself, <laughs> and, and if Jesus Christ says it that's definitely what we need to be doing so uh, thank you guys I appreciate all you all um, and I'm grateful to be able to tell you guys a little bit of my story and uh, look forward to what's to come fellas good stuff man awesome. Ben I'm going to kick it off to you All my right. I'm Ben
1: I grew up in church. My mother and father, ever since I can remember, took us to church. For the most part every time the church door was open, we was there Sunday mornings, a lot of times Sunday nights, Wednesdays, youth groups, you know, they dad was in the military. He's in the army. So he moved a lot but we was always at church. That was like the first thing we would do was find a church. So, and then Mom, she would just volunteer, and then Dad, when he was home, he would, you know, they. I remember sometimes they even was the Sunday school teachers. So, I grew up knowing what was right and wrong, and uh, so I kind of probably didn't, catch my stride of the world till probably teenager age. Started the lying, the sneaking, like all of us do. So, uh, move out. Um, well, I guess, moved out of Mom's house. Mom and Dad got separated and divorced. Dad had an apartment, so I more moved in with him because I got more more freedom, more, more freedom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Do what and you uh, to do. well, to an extent, I could do what I wanted to. So, you know, that's when the alcohol started, and you know, drinking, you know, some beer, mostly, mostly more like whiskey and stuff. But uh, then I ended up joining the military, and went overseas twice but the once I was able to truly get freedom I just went off the deep end I married a a woman that we never talked about God really which is my failure Um, she had three kids of her own we always fought and you know certain things went on when I was away so uh, we ended up getting divorced as well. Well, you? Where were you away to? In Iraq, we went to Iraq you twice. Let so. know your military bitchy. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wait, for you that. were in the military? No, you would never guess that. I thought military. you went
0: there on vacation. Well, <laughs> it
1: was like a vacation, just no oceans. We <laughs> had all the sand <laughs> and the heat, but no oceans. No pretty, you know, no no little pretty drinks or. What are they called? katana's or katanas, or you go get your cabana or yep. whatever they're called. <laughs> but uh, so you know, I grew up a lot, mostly through the military, because I was I was still childish, you know. Before then, they that really you had to grow up, you know, because you had other people you had to look after and stuff like that. So get back. I hated women. You know, I just despised it. I would drink. I mean, I couldn't even tell you. Two two times in my life I have drank a half gallon of Jack Daniels by myself in one sitting. That's how much I drank. Well, I'd still, I wasn't stupid enough to drink and not make it to work it was always in the evenings but uh, so working this job quit worked that job quit you know just living through life just wherever the wind blew me pretty much but I would still go to church when I got back home to make mama happy keep mama off my back I was always at church playing the part I might have been drunk but (laughs) but I was at church well, one night, which happened to be my first wife and I's wedding anniversary, my cousin drags me out of the house, and we go out to the bar, which I proceeded to drink, and met my, my second wife, Keisha. Now, this woman, which these guys have met her, she's a sweetheart. She's not a bar lady. Not a Not a bar hopper. <laughs> she doesn't drink I do not deserve her by no means but kind of like Chad's story I met a girl wanted to better myself and it just turned it all around we uh, ended up going to church you know she'd go to church off and on um mostly I guess she mostly went to church um which I was just going with mom you know but uh so we started going up here to Hope, where uh, we all go to church at, and uh, it just started, you know, just got more interested. You know, I actually started paying, which I knew the stories, kind of like Stephen. You knew grew up the in it. yeah. You yeah. grew up heard in them it. enough, but, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't. I never thought about it. It was I got saved at ten. I, I've always believed Jesus was real. And he died for me, but other than that, I could care less. Mm-hmm. I'm saved. Who cares what I do? That's how I, that's how I lived. And uh, well, met Keisha. we started going to church, got more involved, and I mean, I just he was just tugging at me and tugging. And then we ended up with two two lovely boys, and we're here, you know. And it's this. It started out, you know, us four guys getting together, as Justin said, to get a little bit more meat. Yeah. And it was, like we kind of joke, it it was just, this was all in the plan. It was all.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Amen to that. It was all here. This was, because, you you know, I'm not a big podcaster myself, but uh, how many podcasts are there? We got the Joe Rogans of the world. We've got the, you know, some crazy politic podcasts. I'm sure, but how much of this is there going to be? So and, and we got to be the, we got to be the tip of the sword. Yeah, got to be the light in the darkness. That's right. That's right. That's right. So mine wasn't as interesting as these two guys, but I'll pass it on over here to Justin. Well,
2: yeah. Oh it was great, man. Oh, yeah. That
0: was <laughs> that's awesome. Uh,
2: yeah, it's good stuff, brother. Yeah, that, that's one
3: thing my wife always says. You know, she says I, I don't have an, an interesting enough testimony. You know, and I'm like, you've stayed true the whole way. You know, that's it hard. might not be mo- as interesting <laughs> yeah. as the world wants so to be, harder. But it's harder exactly. Yes. Well, well, yes. the, yes. the past
1: the entire time. The the way I look at it, you know, it's kind of like me and Stevens. Kind of somewhat. He probably was a little bit more rebellious than I was. The same case. Okay. The, the, the look says he a lot more. Like yeah. yeah. Yes, I can tell he did. Yeah. But we grew up in it. You yeah. know. Why? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. I same so, way. You know. Chad didn't. You know, and it, 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 the testimonies, they're, Each person needs to hear something different. Well,
3: yeah, they're, they're different yeah. seasonings. Yeah, you know, what I mean, yeah. Jesus said, you know, the Christians would be the salt of the earth. You know, That's well, the right. salt not only preserves the meat, it yeah. also adds flavor. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, we all have our own flavor to add. You know, Amen.
0: Excellent. Yeah,
3: but uh, and the, what's funny is, uh, I guess uh, my story is a blend of of everybody's here pretty much. I I started off in church. You know, uh, my grandparents, my parents took me to church every Sunday. Uh, I was seven, eight years old. I seen everybody running up to the front and bowing down and crying, you know, and the pastor praying over them. And I grew up in a, you know, an old school, you know, Southern Baptist church. It was hellfire and brimstone preaching. You know, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, you're dying. You're going to hell, and you're going to burn forever. And as a little kid, I, I mean, that scared me. You know what I mean? I'm like, God. Ah. I don't yeah. want to burn forever. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. As a little kid, I, mean, I, was in, I was the kid in the back seat with the crayon. I just dropped it. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, oh God, please forgive me. <laughs> I don't know what I've done, but please don't <laughs> let me burn. You know, but I started seeing everybody go up there. You know, and, the, and bowing down, the preacher praying over them and stuff, and them coming up crying. You know, yeah, they, oh, they're saved. You know, and I remember I looked over at uh, Doc. Uh, this was a guy that raised me pretty much like a grandparent, but he was no biological, you know, connection. But I went with him a lot, and I looked over, and I said, Doc, can I go up there? And he's like, of course you can. Of course you can. You know, I went down there, and they prayed over me, and I saved, you know, in my mind. Didn't know what was happening. I just knew I wasn't going to burn, you know. And uh, grew up in church and heard all the stories and stuff, you know, Sunday school. But even at a young age, that stuff just fascinated me. I was that little nerdy kid asking all the questions. It probably got on, now that I look back, it probably got on the teacher's nerves, you know? <laughs> but uh, even my grandmother told me, she said, you were just, you were different. She said, you you, you were so inquisitive and stuff. She said, I remember one time, she said, uh, driving you to school, because she'd always take me to school in the morning. She said, you were like 10. She said, you were just staring out the window. She said, and I was like, just, what are you looking at? And she said that, uh, I looked at her and said, well, I'm just looking around at God's beautiful creation. How can anybody look around and see everything and and deny that there's a God? Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So it's crazy. You know, I don't even remember that, but it's like you know, a ten-year-old kid to think like that. You know. But then when I got older, the rebellion set in. You know. Uh, yeah. I started running around with the the bad crowd. I started seeing all the the cool kids you know smoking joints and cigarettes and taking pills and everything else and I was like you know they had they were the cool kids you know they had all the girls wanted to you know get with them and all the guys wanted to be around them and I was like hey that's what I want I want to be a cool kid too leather jacket
1: know. and a muscle car
3: yeah <laughs> some so, things never change yeah, <laughs> no. but they don't. So, yeah. <laughs> next thing you know you know I was running around and uh getting into drugs getting into trouble and uh in and out of jail, and everything else, and kind of like your story, uh, you know, my first marriage, it was just uh, a big party, you know, Uh, it was good while you're in it, you know, but then God just kind of started, convicting me, you know, and I was like, you know, I know I should be living this way, I know better, and I started trying to better myself, you know, and then once I wasn't doing that no more, I wasn't about that life, I wasn't fun no more, you know, so... We ended up splitting ways, and and I'll never forget it, man. Um, uh, We'd been separated a few months, and uh, I was uh, laying in bed, and I went to sleep, and uh, I had this this vivid dream that uh, that I was laying in bed. You know, it was kind of like an out of body experience kind of thing, and um, and all of a sudden, just uh, the the gates of hell opened up at the foot of my bed. And all these arms were reaching up, trying to whew, trying to grab me and pull me in. And I was grabbing on my headboard and everything, biting and clawing. You know, and I was like, No, you know, no, no, I'm saved. You know, I'm saved. And then it's like I guess for the first time I really questioned it. And I did I just cried out to God and it was immediately the, the hands went away and shoo, the gate closed up, you know. And then I woke up and I was like, Oh my god, that was a dream And then I was like, Well, you know yeah it's a dream now <laughs> you're right but, yeah I'm gonna you know straighten myself up but I called my mom told her all about it you know and it's just crazy that was a vision yeah mm-hmm. and then uh, long story short you know met a met a good godly woman and uh, like Johnny Cash you know uh, like June did Cash you know she yeah. made him walk the line <laughs> and uh, Becca makes me walk the line yes yeah, yeah, she does but uh, she she grew up in church her whole life you know what I mean uh, just a good godly woman and i, I needed that uh, firm hand which i was already heading that way myself but uh with a firm hand kind of you know made me want to better myself for her and, and, and for for kids. our kids and stuff mm-hmm. but then you know it's what
1: women do oh yeah they just make a make good kids. woman will make will make a man yeah. better yes,
3: but,
0: yes. T- without that in your life that i i probably would have fallen away and not but she kept me going to church. Oh, exactly. She kept me. Well, that was point. Keisha And she's kept. You know what? I hate to say it, but a man's supposed to be the spiritual head of the household. And I, I'll just say ninety-five percent of the time she's wearing those pants.
3: Oh yeah. Well, a woman is is a source of a man's strength. Yeah. You know what? I mean, it really. is I can relate to that. My
1: saying to that's I might be the head of the house, but she's the neck that turns the head. In. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good way of putting
3: it. But and I've never been a, you know. A, uh, intellectual, you know what I mean, to, to read and stuff like that. I, you know, up until like the past two and a half you years You made ago, a lot of changes. Yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> and that, it can't be nothing I've but God, it. you know, because I maybe read two books my entire life, <laughs> and I was probably made to read those up until about two and a half years ago. And like I said, I grew up and I read all these scriptures, you know, like in Genesis, you know, it says, you know, and uh, you know, uh, God created man in, in our image, you know, the plural language, our well, oh, that's the Holy Trinity, you know. And then the Gen- Genesis 6, you know. Oh, that's the sons of Seth, you know. And then Job, uh, you know, all them meeting in the sky and, and talking about Job down there. All these little things I saw and read, but I was told the the naturalistic thing. Carl. And I'll never forget it. I, I, I seen online, uh, what opened it up for me was, was Michael Heiser's Unseen Realm and I read that and he was talking about Psalms 82 you know it says in the midst of the gods uh, he holds judgment and then he started talking about all these verses you know it's you know, comparing it to the divine counsel and the supernatural worldview. and it was just like a, a light bulb went off in my head you know so then it's like you know two and a half years later and 25-30 books later <laughs> and Logos Bible <laughs> Software here
2: we are
0: <laughs> yes sir yes sir yeah, I think that's going to be so important going forward with this is that we're going to try to put the take away the worldview that yes. we that we've been taught. Yes, the,
2: the scientific the, worldview. This,
0: well, it's the scientific Art. worldview, but some of it is the religious worldview no, no, we're taught abso- too. Is that no, absolutely. That's not all true. Right. There's a there's a there's been a veil placed over it, yes. so we need to peel that away so we can really see the truth that's out there. And I think that, like. What you, what you've said before is that it's God's given it to us. it's right there, but we're just not taking the time to interpret it. or mm-hmm. we're not letting God give us the
1: we're not taking it in.
0: We're not taking it in the way that God is right. t- yeah. wants us to because we're using our world, our yeah. world view for that.
3: Yeah, and you got to think of the people that that these books were written to. You got context is everything. You know, if you are reading a book that was written during the Second Temple period, You have to put your mindset in the people of that second temple and know what they believed, what they thought, what they ate, you know, all that kind of stuff, or you're not going to understand its true meaning. Mm -hmm. You know, anybody can read any book with a preconceived notion, you know, and and totally spin it their way. Mm -hmm. But no, if you want to know how it's supposed to be, you need to put yourself in the writer's mindset, you know, And, and that's what I think we are really good at
2: doing here oh yeah without a doubt man without a doubt I'm looking forward to it yes such a blessing man such a blessing to get together and be able to discuss these types of ideas and uh, draw closer to God and and the mysteries he's had laid out in front of all of us, you know, so. And hopefully a lot of spark under somebody else. Yes. And they never know, you know, the whole ripple effect, you know. There
3: might oh, be somebody yeah. else yep. that starts reading, starts <coughs> a podcast or a small group, and, and that, that's what it's all about.
0: Well, what we said from the beginning is if one all person. of this, if all of this, if it changes one, one person, person or helps one person get closer to God, it's all worth it.
2: Amen. Yep. No, amen to that amen I think that's I think that's our main objective right there is just to kind of get this kind of information out that we've all kind of went over uh, you know over the last several years of our life or longer or, and um, is a lot of this stuff that people just don't hear because uh, well I mean you know like you said there's been a veil that's been pulled over the eyes of men and uh, I, I firmly believe that that is to misdirect you from god and uh from his word and uh you know what he he wants you to do you know so uh such a blessing to be able to get together and bounce ideas off each other and talk about god talk about the bible talk about you know uh
3: yeah we're digging you know i mean We're we're digging through god's word for treasure and what does any treasure hunter do after they find a gold nugget they want to tell the world no and that's all we're doing
2: here no, absolutely, man. Absolutely. It's, we're blessed to be able to do it, too. Yeah, Look I at mean. us now. We've got a podcast here. I yet. know, it's crazy sitting here in front of all this stuff. I know, it sure It's going to be a journey. It's going to be a right. nice ride. I'm yeah. excited. Hopefully yeah. we'll be able to take a lot of people with us and uh, be able to spark the some D inspiration grow. in all yeah. the hearts and minds, you know. Yeah.
3: Well, see, now I guess you guys got a, a, a face behind the name, kind of our perspectives and stuff like that. So I guess you could say uh, – Uh, For the coming dig, all the tools have been gathered, and uh, like Joe Dirt said, life's a garden—you gotta dig it, man. (laughs) We'll see you next time.